Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Samach Gimel Shavuot Tov. I'm um, today's shir is Ilnu Lishmas Ben Zion Ben Zev Avram Alevi Baruch Ben Eliyahu Shmuel David Yitzchak Mordechai Ben Yosef Leiluna Bas Asael and Zev Ben Mordechai Halevi. May their memory be a blessing and may their neshamas have an aliyah. Um, today's um, I'm going to go from about the tenth last line on Samach Beis Amud Beis. 62b because that's where the sugya really starts so just before we go into what a large and a large part of today's daf is going to be around discussing the isur the and where one is chayev for shechting a korban outside of the base amigdash we know you have to shecht a korban in the temple courtyard different korbanos in different parts of the temple courtyard like um, more holy ones have to be shechted in the north, etc. But specifically, the issue to shecht a korban outside of the temple. And obviously, there are many parameters to that law. But one of the main ones that come up is it has to be something, a korban, that was supposed to be shechted in the temple. And if it's not, and part of today's discussion is what happens if it will be ready to be shechted in the temple a bit later on in the day or. You need to do something and then it will be fit to be shechted in the temple. Is that considered ready to, is, would that be considered shechting a korban outside the temple? Because it's an animal that is not yet ready to be a korban. So in regards to that, the Gemara says, um, yeah, it's an last line of Samach Beis, Amud Beis. It says, The two goats of Yom Kippur. Right, so in this parak we started discussing, this new parak we started discussing the two goats and you'd get a pair and then obviously you'd select them and we're going to discuss obviously before or after you've done the lottery. Remember these are the two goats. The one goes to Azazel and the other one is a Korban Chattis to Hashem. What we discussed in the last parak, the goats that blood get, whose blood gets sprinkled in the Kodesh HaKadoshim um, in the towards the Paroiches and on the Golden Mizbech. That's the goats that we are discussing. So these two goats that you shech to them outside the base of Mikdash. If you did not yet do the lottery, he's liable twice for shechting a Korban outside the base of Mikdash. Once he's done the lottery, I saw one is a goat for, Az- for Hashem and one is a goat for an Azazel. Chayv al-shel shem, upotir al-shel Azazel. He's liable for the one that's supposed to be a Korban to Hashem, but he's exempt from Shchutei Chutz for the one to be um, that's going to Azazel. And as I said, simply the reason would be is the one that is going to be shechted for Hashem, is a korban that is supposed to be shechted in the Beis HaMikdash, and therefore you're liable if you're shechted outside the Beis HaMikdash. Whereas the one that's being thrown off the cliff to Azazel is never going to be shechted, is not a korban that is shechted in the Beis HaMikdash, and therefore it wouldn't be that problem. Then it says, But wait, before you did the lottery, you're liable for both of them. What could you use them for? Again, you only if it's supposed to be shechted inside the base of Mikdash. These ones, they're not, until you do the lottery, you can't use them for, what would you use them for? Why would you be chayav for not shechting a korban? Says Omar Rabchizda, hold v'ro'u Rabchizda says no, because it could be used for the goat that is offered outside. Either goat that's not the chattas, not the se'ir haplimi, the goat that's blood is sprinkled in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, but the goat that is the Yom Kippur Musaf. Remember, basically, what we primarily discussed is the special Yom Kippur Avoida, but there was also the Yom Kippur Musaf. 
And the Musaf was a goat. So these two goats, once they selected for the Beis Amigdash and they bought with, Beis, with the Machatzis HaShekel, with the funds for the Beis Amigdash, but they, but they, so they can be used for the Musaf offering of Yom Kippur. And therefore you're liable for shechting them outside the Beis Amigdash, granted not because you would use them for the two goats or the goat for Hashem because they're not yet fit for that, but you'd be liable because they could be used for the Musaf offering. Oh, why would... Now we're going to bring out a point. It says, why would you not be liable for shechting these goats outside the base Hamidash? Because you're going to do a lottery and then it will be fitting for Hashem as the goat for Hashem. Well, the goat that is offered outside I, on the outer altar the Musaf offering is also not ready because you still have to do that Vodas Yom HaKippurim it's too early in the it's too early in the game to bring it as a Korban so maybe we should say it's not yet fit as a Korban and therefore when you shecht it outside you're not liable so Kosa Rav Chizda in Mechusa Zman Lebobayom Rav Chizda says we don't count Mechusa Zman for that day Rashi explains there's no action missing in, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing missing from the animal that it can't be a korban, except a few hours of temple service. Right, so there's nothing lacking in that animal that's detracting from it fit to be a korban. And that's why you would be liable for shchut But the lottery, regarding that lottery, even though the lottery is not an action on the animal, you're not doing anything to the animal, the animal doesn't have to change to be fit for the base amigdash, you're just going to do a lottery. Still, since that's essential, that's part of the mitzvah, it's as if it's an act that you do to the animal. So what's the distinction we're making? And this is essential to, this is to understand the next point that we're going to bring out, is that if the animal is missing an action to it, it needs to change, undergo a change, it needs to age, its mum needs to heal, you know, something like that, then it's, or a need, then it's considered mechusar maase, and it's not fit to be offered in the temple, and therefore if you shecht it outside the temple, even though it's supposed to be a korban, you wouldn't be liable for shchutei chutz. If, however, it's not lacking anything, just a few hours need to pass on that day, that same day, but it's just lacking a few hours, a temple or some temple service to be done, then it would still be considered a fit korban and you'd be liable. Now the Hirush of Rav Chizda is that all that you're going to do to make this goat fit as a korban la Hashem is a lottery. Now a lottery, you're not doing anything that affects the animal in actuality. It's just basically giving it a new name. But it's but since that's part of the mitzvah, it's considered an act. And therefore it's not considered, since it's missing the lottery, it still needs an action before it's fit for the carb, for uh, before it's fit as the carbon. So, um, so Ravina says, Oh, once Rav Chizda told us that just because you haven't done the lottery, it's as if it's missing an action. 
I, that's why it's not fit to be a carbon. Hold on, Rav Yehuda, Rav Shmuel. This that Rav we have another teaching of Rav Yehuda, Rav Shmuel. Shlomim shechotam kaidem sheniftachu dalsas haheichel. If you have a shlomim that you shechted before the doors of the heichel were open, psulin it's possible. Shenemar is the pasuk says v'shachtu pesach al moed bizman shehu pasuach v'lo bizman shehu noel. You only allowed to shech the carbon shlomim when the doors to the base hamidash are open. So if you went in a side door. Or you stayed there overnight and checked the animal before the doors were open. It's invalid. Now, what happens? What happens if you then what if you shechted this animal that was supposed to be a korban? You shechted outside the base of before opening the doors. Potter, you'd be exempt. My Missing the since it's missing the opening of the doors, it's like you need an action to change the animal to make it fit for a korban. Again, Rashi seems to explain on the part of the mitzvah is to shecht it with the doors open. Therefore, before the doors are open, it's missing an action. So too, the mitzvah of the seir hapnimi. On Yom Kippur is after Hagrola, if you're missing the Goyal, it's like it's missing an action, and therefore it is not fit to be offered inside, and you would not be liable for Shkutu Chutz. Now, Gemara says, Umi Yisleil Rav Chista Hoel, does Rav Chista hold for this concept of Hoel? Rav Chista said that he's higher for Shkutu Chutz for the goats, since they could, since, I Hoel, since they could be used for Musaf. I, they're not designated for Musaf, and they're not. Um, declared and they haven't been um, yeah, they haven't been designated for Musaf yet but since and, and not only that you plan on using them for the pair of goats but since it could be used for Musaf Rav Chista holds you chav. now elsewhere it seems Rav Chista not, doesn't really hold for Hoyle for Homer Rav Chista before we go into let's just quickly go over some points regarding the Koban Pesach which we discussed in Sochim and elsewhere Things welcome as well. A korban Pesach, obviously on Erev Pesach, has to be shechted for the sake of a Pesach. And if you shechted for another korban, it's invalid. The rest of the year, if you shechted as a korban Pesach, it's invalid. But if you shechted as a Shlomim, it is valid. Right, so if you take your korban Pesach and you didn't get to offer it on Erev Pesach... Then after Pesach, you can shecht it as a Shlomim. The rest of the year, if you shecht the Korban Pesach outside the Beis Amigdash, but as a Korban Pesach, you're exempt because it's not a valid Korban. But if you shecht it not as a Pesach, I as a Shlomim, then you'd be liable because it's a valid sacrifice. He says, We see the reason is your intent to do it not for the sake of the Pesach or Stamelishmoh, who Potter. But Stamel, if you just shecht it without specific intent, you'd be exempt. But why? We should say, since you could shecht it Shalolishmoh in the base Amigdash, you could be Chav. Again, you have this Korban Pesach that you're going to, sh- that you could, you, you granted this person shechted it outside the Beis Hamidash and as a Korban Pesach, so it doesn't count because it's a Korban Pesach. But he, since he could shecht it as a Shlomim, he should be liable. Just as these goats, since he, granted he can't shecht it as the Seir Haponim because he hasn't done the Hakrola yet, since he could shecht it as the Musaf Yom Kippur, the Musaf offering, since it could be the Musaf offering, 
he should be liable. He is liable. So, so to hear by the Koban Pesach, he should say he's liable. So Gemara answers, no, you can't compare Yom Kippur and Pesach. It's Hosom by Akira. But the Koban Pesach, he actively has to uproot it. He has to take its name Pesach and redesignate it as a Shlomim. When he's doing the shit, he has to say, I'm doing this as a Shlomim. He has to actively do it. Hi, Loi by Akira. But this goat doesn't need to be changed. This goat is, until it's determined what korban it is for, it's nameless. It's not like you have to change it from a Pesach to a Shlomim. It's nameless. So you're going to, instead of using it for the Hagrola, for the lottery and the Seir, the seir upon him, you're going to use it for the Seir. Now we're going to give we had that it was Rav Chizda who said the teaching, and then we brought a contradiction between Rav Chizda, and we answered the contradiction. Rav Simi had this, instead of Rav, Rav Chizda, they had it as Rabba. Okay, now we're going to see. So that's the one way of learning. Again, Rav Chizda holds that if the goats could be used for the Musaf of Yom Kippur, therefore if you shed before the lottery. They could be used as the Musa for Yom Kippur. So if you do the Shechita outside the base of before the lottery, you of Shechita Chutz. That's Rav Chizda. Now, Kiyos, Rav Dimi, Omer, Rabbi Yirmi, Omer, Rabbi Yochanan, when Rav Dimi came from Eretz Yisrael, he told them in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Pesach Sheshach Tu B'chutz, Peshach Yom Hashanah, Bein Lishmo, Bein Shelo Lishmo, Potter. If you Shech the Korban Pesach any other day of the year, whether as a Korban Pesach or whether... Not as a Koban Pesach, you're exempt. Now, Omar Abdimi, Amir Selishmai, I came with Rabbi Yirmiya. Rabdimi said, I told this before Rabbi Yirmiya. And he says, Bishlam, and this was my issue. Bishlam, Lishmo, Hudalo, Chazila, understand Lishmo. If you shech the Koban Pesach, so tomorrow we go up to the base of Midash and we shech the Koban Pesach as a Koban Pesach. Understand it's not a, that you aren't, li- oh, sorry, not, you shech it outside the base of Mikdash. Understand you're not liable because you can't use it for anything. Says, if you shech this Koban Pesach as a Shlomim, why should you not be liable for Shkutei Chutz? You can shech it as a Korban Shlomim inside the base of Mikdash. And he explained to me, Akira's Chutz loves Akira. Uprooting its name outside of the base of Mikdash doesn't count as an up as changing the name. I very interesting. You write the Torah or the only time the Torah gives this option to change. Again, you generally can't change a designation of a Korban to change the Korban Pesach from a Pesach to a Shlomim is when you're shechting it in the base of Migdash. If you're shechting it outside the base of Migdash, we don't see anywhere in the Torah that it has the power to change it. So that, so he's taking it a step further. He's saying, never mind, at least regarding the Korban Pesach, it doesn't, it, there would never be Shchut on a Korban Pesach, even if you shecht it as a Shlomim the rest of the year, because there's no way to change it from a Korban Pesach into a Korban Shlomim outside the Beis Amidash. And now a third version, a third uh, Opinion. He says, Interesting. The first one was Rav Dimi in the name of Rabbi Yirmi in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. This is Ravin in the name of Rabbi Yirmi in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. It says, A Koban Pesach that you shechted outside the Beis Amigdash during the rest of the year. This is the strictest version. Whether you do it Lishmo, whether you do it Lishmo, you are liable. I seems to say that the Ho'il goes even on the Akira. I, 
is since you could you granted obviously if you shecht it as a shlomim that makes sense to us because it should be shechted in the place of midash but if you shecht this korban pesach as a korban pesach why should you be liable for shkutechutz sounds like it's saying hoil that since you could decide to shecht it as a shlomim i just hoil since it's then you should be liable. You telling me even if you shecht the lishmo v'hotnan, we learned in a mishnah man bein begufa bein bebalim. If you have a korban that is mechusas man, mechusas man means it's not yet the time that you're allowed to shecht it. We'll see two times bein begufa. It's body. It's under eight days old. A korban, an animal, can only be used as a korban from eight days onwards. So if it's under eight days old, it's mechusas man. It's not yet ready to be a korban. Then bein bebalim. Or whether the owners of Mechuzah's man, Ve'ezu Mechuzah's man, what's Mechuzah's man? Be'balim. Hazov v'hazov v'yoledet ha'metzori she'ikrivu chatasom ha'ashma mechutz peturim. You have all these people who at the end of their purification period, Azav or Azarav after seven days, so yoledet after 40 or after 80 days, if it's a male or a female, um, etc. A metzori, if they offer their chatas or the osham before the end of the purification, before the end of the seven days, before the end of the 40 days, whatever it is, then they are exempt from shkutei chutz. Because, that, why are they potur from shkutei chutz? Because that korban osham or chatas should not be offered inside the Beis HaMikdash. Because it's not yet the time. Says, However, an oila or a shlamim, if they shechted it outside, I so the zav who had to bring an oila or something like that, said, brought his korban and said, you know, I'm trying to remember where we found the oila. A shlamim is by the nazi, which is not here. That's a question we'll come on to. Um, so an oila by all of them, they also had to bring an oila. So their oila, granted they're bringing it as because he's a zav and he wants to purify himself, it doesn't count for that, but it counts for an oila. And therefore, he would be chayav shkutei chutz outside the base hamidash. Ve'omer Chilkil bar tuvi lo shanu el lishmo. Rav Chilkil bar tuvi said, "This is only where he shechts it for its sake." Aval shelo lishmo. If he shechts it as a, this would have to be the osham as an oila or a shlomim chayav. He would be liable. Now lishmo mi apatu. We see that if he shechts it as a chatos or a osham, he is potu. Amai name hovor uin shelolishmo bifnim. But he could shecht it shelolishmo. At least, yeah, can't be the chatos. I don't want to go into that now. But the osham, he could shecht it as a korban inside the base amigdash. So again, what do we see, Rav? Um, Ravin, in the name of Rabbi Yirmi, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, came along and he said that if you shecht an animal, a korban pesach, outside of the base amigdash during the rest of the year, you're liable since it could be shechted as a shlomim outside in the base amigdash on any day of the year, except Erev Pesach. And we said that doesn't make sense, that doesn't fit with the Mishnah, because the Mishnah seems to say that if you shecht an asham outside of the base amigdash, you exempt unless you change its designation. But we should say, since it could be shechted, shalolishmo in the base of Mikdash, you should be chayev. So why by the Koban Pesach does, Rav, um, does Ravin say you are chayev, whereas the Mishnah says by this, this Ashom that you are exempt? So the Gemara answered, Hachiyashtam, Hachiyashtam, how can you compare the cases? He says, no. He says, there you need to change it. You need to actively say, I'm not, you think that I'm not doing that as an Osham, I'm doing it as a Shlomim. 
that's when you'd be liable, when you uprooted and title from Osham to Shlomim. Whereas the Korban Pesach he learns during the rest of the year is just another Korban. Rav Ashi Masmi Hachi Kodomrinar, Rav Ashi learned is exactly as we've explained it up to here. And Rav Yirmiya Madifti Matni Potter, he said, no, he actually said, Potter, Kosovo, Pesach, Peshayi, Vosashona, Boy Akira. He holds no, the Pesach, the rest of the year, has to be changed. But Akira's chutz love Shmei Akira. And Shechting and outside does not count as Akira. Upligadir of Chilke Bartuvia, and he's arguing of Chilke Bartuvia because he said you can do Akira outside. So, at the end of the day, even though this last opinion we're saying in the name of Ravin, we're changing it, but we actually have three opinions of how to learn this discussion. Everyone agrees that the Pesach can be offered the rest of the year as a Shlomim. The issue is, how does it transfer from a Korban Pesach to a Shlomim? Rav Chizda says it has to be shechted for the sake of a Shlomim. And then it would be Valid. So therefore, if you would check it as a shake of a, for the sake of a shlomim outside the base of Midash, you'd be chayev. Rav Dimi, he says, no, it, it can only be valid if it's shechted inside the base of Midash as a shlomim. Remember, he learned you can't change the Korban Pesach, its name from a Pesach to a shlomim, if you shecht it outside the base of Midash. And Ravin came along, at least Ravin according to Rav Ashi, and he said, no, it happens automatically. As soon as it's not Pesach, this Korban is basically a Shlomim, so you don't have to do anything to uproot it. It automatically changes. So, so that's interesting. So we, um, yeah. So the, the, so the question in these three opinions where they differ is how to uproot a Pesach, a Korban Pesach. And obviously we've kind of said none of these, this is all laws specific to the Korban Pesach and not necessarily how it would affect the Yom Kippur, well, either it would be the same as Yom Kippur, depending how you view the common Pesach, or it wouldn't affect it because you view the common Pesach as different. Okay, let's go on to the next piece. So um, we're going back to the price that we started today's Shiruz. It's Oma Mar said, when you take a lottery on them, if once you've done the lottery, you chayev on the one that's for Hashem and you potter on the one for Azazel. Now we're going to go into the source for that, but we explained it very briefly. We said, remember, the one that you, sh- the, the main shchute chutz again is also to shech the korban outside the base of Mikdash. That is a korban that has to be offered, taken into the base of Mikdash. So let's see the source. Ton Rabbonin. Ish ish mi beis Yisrael ashe yishchat shor oi kesev if you have any Jew from the house of Israel who shechs their ox or their lamb or their goat in the camp on Harabayas, but where are you supposed to shech the korban? In the temple, not in Temple Mount, in the actual temple. Or if he shechs it outside of the machane, I shechs it in the rest of Yerushalayim. And he did not bring it to the Pesach oil moid as a korban to Hashem. If it used the word korban, I would have thought to learn even kodshay bedek are considered a korban. 
You know what, actually, let's go back a step. Rashi explains that this, where we're coming in in the Gomorrah here, is in the middle of a Brysa, he says, Rashi, uh, in Torah's Kahanim. And he says the Brysa in Torah's Kahanim is as follows. It wanted to suggest that you just, it wanted to make a drosha that's saying, just as you chayev if you shech the korban outside the base of Migdash, you chayev if you shech the korban, a chulin, a non-korban, inside the base of Migdash. It wanted to learn that. Um, and that's when our thing, um, so therefore, the, the, and then the Gemara answers, but no, it says korban. It uses the word korban. So this whole discussion, you can't say, if you shech the korban inside the base of me, outside the base of me, that you chayev, so too if you shech chulin inside the base of me, that you chayev, because it uses the word korban. So now we're going to suggest what the Gemara is going to come on to now. I'll just say it outside before we do it inside. Well, maybe korban is not saying to exclude chulin inside the base of Migdash. Maybe korban is coming to um, include Kodshay Bereka Bayes. Now remember, animals that are donated to the temple as Korbonos of Kodshay Kedusha Sukuf. Animals could be donated to the temple upkeep and you can't just take them and use them as a Korban. But maybe the word Korban, as we'll see, it's a valid use of the word Korban, is coming to teach us that, that not only are you liable Shkutei Chutz on an animal that is a literal korban, but you're also liable for shkutei chutz on an animal that is not actually a korban, but just belongs to the temple. That's what we're going to say. So this is oi korban, so e korban shomea, and if it uses the word korban, I could learn maybe it's including things, animals sanctified to temple upkeep, which are also considered a korban. Inyan shenemar, like it says, v'nakreves korban Hashem. They will offer the korban to Hashem. And that posuk is by the mid, the battle with Midian. That's coming up in I think two parishes time. The battle with Midian, and they took the spoils. And amongst the spoils, it refers to them as a korban to Hashem. But amongst them is gold and jewelry. Definitely not a literal korban, an actual offering. So we see the term korban is more generic as anything you would almost donate to Hashem. So maybe that's what Korban is coming to say to that. So therefore, Talmud Loimar, the El Pesach Ohel Moed Lohiviu, he did not bring it to the Pesach Ohel Moed. Kol Haroi Le Pesach Ohel Moed, Chayav Olov Bechutz, Kol Sha'en Oroi Le Pesach Ohel Moed, Ein Chayav Olov Bechutz. Anything that should be brought to the entrance of the tent, I, any literal Korban that should be taken into the base of Migdash to be offered, that's when you Chayav Shkutechutz, but anything that is not supposed to be brought to the temple to be offered, to the entrance of the temple to be offered, that you would not be chayv shchutechut. Oitzi elu she'en ruin lepesach ol mo'ed, velo oitzi, I'm going to just take out the next word, Rashi takes it, I exclude something that is not fit to be brought to the Pesach Olmoid, Moid. But I'm not going to exclude the Seir Hamish. I would not exclude the Seir Hamish which is fit to be brought to the Pesach Olmoid. Why? What's the um what's the 
why, wh- when would you bring the se'ir? Remember the se'ir amishalach, the se'ir that sent to Azazel. Remember, you bring the two goats, the pair, and you bring them into the temple courtyard where the coin goddle does the lottery. So it is brought to the temple oil mode. So again, just without getting caught up in the technicalities of the drosha and where we're learning out from, the Torah says, when are you liable for shechting an animal, a korban outside the Beit Samikdash? It's an animal that is supposed to be brought to the entrance of the oil moid, into the temple courtyard. The Seira Mishdaleach is brought into the temple courtyard. So maybe it should also be, if you would then take that goat and shecht it outside of the base of Midash, you should be high because of Shchut Talmud Loimar, no, the Torah adds in an extra word, La Hashem. As we read, the Pasuk says, Sorry, what's, let me just find the full pasuk. This is specific some, to something that is for Hashem, which excludes these which are not specific for Hashem. The the korban Azazel is not designated to Hashem; it's designated to Azazel. It's not designated to be offered as a korban on the Mizbah. It's designated to be thrown off the cliff. And therefore, this korban, therefore, it does not fall into this category. Valashem. Yeah. So let's, uh, so where we're holding at the moment is that we have a special pasuk which tells us that when you have on when it's a, something that's supposed to be brought into the Beis Amigdash. But it also says something that is supposed to be offered to Hashem in the Beis Amigdash. Which excludes the Seira Mishdalech, the goat that's sent to Azazel, because that is not offered to Hashem in the Beis Amigdash. Then the Torah says, now the Gemara wants to know. So we've just said, what does La Hashem do? It excludes the Seira Mishdalech. It excludes this goat. Hashem's coming, La Hashem, the word La Hashem in the Pasuk is to tell us only a regular Korban that is offered specifically to Hashem, excluding the Seira Mishdalech. We're going to bring another case where La Hashem seems to mean the opposite. He says, V'la Hashem You're telling me Hashem is to exclude the Seira Mishdalech? There's a contradiction. It says, Hashem. We said that an animal is only fit to be a korban, acceptable as a fire offering to Hashem, as a korban, when it is eight days old. It says now, Elu Ishim. Ishel Hashem refers to sacrifices burnt on the altar. How do we know that you shouldn't even sanctify an animal under eight days old as a, to be offered a bit later? Talmud Loimar. Korban, the Torah uses the word Korban. You should not make it a Korban under eight days old. Eh? Not only should you not offer it on his back, you shouldn't even declare it a Korban when it's under eight days old. La Hashem, and then it uses the word La Hashem, the Rabbi Seira Mishdalech, to include the Seira Mishdalech. That's the contradiction. We just said in our Pasuk, when it says La Hashem, it excludes the Seira Mishdalech from the law of Shchut Echut. But by the law of Mechusar's man, that you're not allowed to consecrate an animal that is under eight days old. The word La Hashem includes the Seira Mishdalech. So Omar Rava, Rava gives, I think what's well, a brilliant, the Rava gives an answer, it's a very straightforward answer, but it's a very, very important lesson in life. It says, Omar Rava, Rava says, no, you've got to look at the context of the Pasuk. And you've got to look at the context over there, and you've got to look at the context of the Pasuk over here. Hosom de El Pesach Omoid Lerabos. Over there, when it says, bring it to the temple courtyard, it must be brought into the temple. I'm sorry, over there, bar, 
Shchutaychut, that comes to include more things and include the Seirah Mishdalah. So therefore, when it specifies no Lahashem, it must be coming to exclude. It says, Hachad de Ishe Lahoitzi, well, now that it says a fire offering which excludes the Azazel, what does the word Lahashem must be coming to include something? So the Rabbis is coming to include the Seirah Mishdalah. Um, what I think is beautiful, that I think is an important, I mean, I think adults get it much better than children, that things depend on the context. You know, you try, give a rule, and you know, um, and then they take it um, very, very literally or out of context. But here we see the word La Hashem. You, uh, don't just look at La Hashem and try to apply one blanket rule to what that word's including or excluding. You've got to see in the context and see how the person flows and reads and see. And so it's in our lives when there's a, you can't, many things you can't take as a blanket rule to always apply in your life. Um, just trying to think of an example. Can't think of hand, but we know when dealing with people, you can't have a blanket rule that you apply to every single person that you deal with in every single scenario. You've got to see how it's unfolding, how the discussion, how the situation is unfolding. But that's uh, how Rava learns, explains that word, La Hashem. Now, what the Gemara is going to go into. So, we just brought a new rule that we applied to the Seira Mishnalach. What's that new rule? That from the Posuk, the Posuk tells us, it adds in the word Lashem to tell us that you're not allowed to have a Seira Mishnalach, this goat that you're going to send to Azazel, under eight days old. So the Gemara asks, it says, Timer de Rabbi Rahmana, Allah Rabbi Rahmana, Amina Sira Mishdalea, Kadosh Bamakhusa's man. He says, So the Gemara asks, You telling me the only reason that you cannot have a goat that's under eight days old is because of this posuk that tells us that it's the law of Makhusa's man applies to it. He says, Vaho ain ha goyrel kavua elaboroil Hashem. But the, we know that the lottery has to be, it has to be a goat that's fitting to be. Designated for Hashem. Remember, you take two goats and you do a lottery. One of them is a korban to Hashem. One of them is the goat for Azazel. So both goats that you're going to enter into this lottery have to be fit for Hashem. So it automatically has to be a goat that could be a korban that could that has to be over eight days old. So why do I need the special pasuk to tell me um, otherwise? And we're going to have a few answers. So, Omar Rav Yosef, Hani, Homani, Hanana Mitri, he, Rav Yosef says it's Hanana Mitri, the Tran Hanana Mitri, I'm Rafilu Dambakois, Hanana Mitri says, even if the blood is in the cup, maybe Haveru Mazaveglo, you can bring another one and pair it with it. Hanana Mitri holds that, unlike Rabbi Yehuda at the end of the Mishnah, that on Shabbos' daf, Rabbi Yehuda held. That the two goats, the well, let, let, let me go. I'm just going to dis- describe it from one angle. But let's say you have the blood of the goat that you're supposed to sprinkle to Hashem. We're going to learn out later that the other goat, this goat that you're going to send to Azazel, has to be alive. I, they, they tied together. And if that goat dies, the Azazel goat dies, the blood can't be used. Now there's a discussion. Can you just bring a new goat? To pair with it, with that blood, or do you say no? Once that blood couldn't be used because the seir died, 
even though now theoretically you have a new Se'ila Azazel, you still can't use that blood. So that's what Hanana Mitri holds. That blood can still be used even though the Se'ira Mishtalech died. When you get a new Se'ira Mishtalech, a new Se'ira Azazel, it will be reinstated as valid blood, as, as good blood. It says maybe Chavera. So that's what Hanana Mitri holds. So, the, so what do we see? Maybe this new goat, the second, again, you did a lottery and you did, and you had two goats and you had one for your Seir Lazazel and one for your Seir Ponim and then you shechted the Seir Pnimi and you were going to sprinkle the blood and then the Seir Lazazel died. So now you go and get a new goat. How do you know that that goat has to be eight days old? Maybe that goat can be five days old. So no, the pastor told us it has to be eight days old. It says, oh, it says, No, all we see is that Hanan Mitri doesn't hold for Dechuyin. But maybe he still requires Hagrola. We haven't seen any, all we've seen here is that that blood that you wanted to sprinkle, the blood of the goat that you wanted to sprinkle inside the Kodesh Akroshim, even though you can't use it while the Azazel goat is the, its partner, the Azazel goat, has died. Once you get a new Azazel goat, then you can use that blood. That's the concept of Dichud. Does it get pushed away, that blood? So it doesn't. Even though it was unfit for a half an hour while you had to go get a new goat, it becomes fit again when you get the new goat. But we don't see how Hanan Hamitri holds that the blood must be... Um, Um, we don't see how Hanan Amitri holds that you select the Azazel goat. We assume that you just go get one more goat and, and declare that the Sila Azazel. But maybe no, maybe you have to do a new Goyrel, select two new goats. Granted the one for Hashem you're not going to use. We can discuss another time how to deal with that. You're not going to use, but the goat for Azazel you take and you pair with it. But it also had to be selected through Goyrel. So it would also obviously have to be eight days old. So we're still searching for a case. Again, remember, our whole discussion, and now we're going to bring four more answers. I don't know whether to count that as one of the answers or not, because we rejected it so quickly. But we're going to bring four more, three more answers of to this question. So again, what's our question? Is the Posuk told us that a Seir HaMishdalach has to be eight days old? We ask the question, why do we need the Posuk to know that it has to be eight days old? When you do the lottery to choose between the two goats, the one has to be a valid Korban LaHashem. So obviously both goats have to be valid Korban LaHashem, have to be eight days old. So we bring another answer. So Rabbi Yosef, so El Omar Rabbi Yosef, rather Rabbi Yosef changed it. He says, no, how money Rabbi Shimon, he did Tanya, Meis Echon Mehem, maybe Chaveri Shalom Bagrola, Divrei Rabbi Shimon. Says it's Rabbi Shimon who holds that, no, if one of the goats die, you can just replace it with another Korban. Once you've done the Hagrola and selected two goats, if one of those goats die, you don't have to do another Goral, you can just bring another goat. So maybe the Sila Azazel goat died, and I need to replace it. So you might have thought it could be under eight days old because I'm just replacing this Elazazel. Comes along the pot and tells it no, it has to be over. It has to be. Um, it has to be over eight days old. There is a problem with Chuzes man. Ravina Omar Ravina gives another answer. He says the case could be where it got an injury and you transferred the kedusha to another one. Um, I.e. Here you're not making a new Kedusha. It got a mum, so you're just transferring the Kedusha 
from this one that has a mum to another one, you're not creating a new Kedusha. So I might have thought that it could be, I might have thought that you that I can transfer it onto a, a goat that is under eight days old, comes along the apostle and says, no, the Silazel also has to be eight days old. And then the Gomorrah asks, just as a side point, you might tamer the puzzle bay mumma. Where do you know that this goat for Azazel can't have a mum? So you got two perfect goats and you selected one, and then the one with Azazel tripped and got a mum. Why can't you use it for a mum? It's not going to be shechted as a carbon. So where do we know that? The Tanya, as we learned in Abraisa, you shall not place any animal with a mum on the Mizbech. Elu hachavolim. These are. Um, Sorry, these refer to the fats. You're not allowed to place the fats of an animal which had a mum on the Mizbech. You're not allowed to place all the fats of that animal on the Mizbech. But maybe you can do some of the fats, a kazais or so. It says, Even from them. Then it says, Mizbech, Zuzrikas Damim. When it says Mizbech in the Pasuk regarding mums, the blemishes, it refers to you're not even allowed to sprinkle the blood. La Hashem, le rabbi Sira Mishnalech. And when it says La Hashem, it's including the Sira Mishnalech. So we have a special posok that tells us that the Sira Mishnalech also has to be unblemished. So again, that's a chiddush. You might have thought it's not a sacrifice that I'm offering on the Mizbech, it doesn't have to. It's an extra word in the posok by mums. So you think, now the Israel Chlamitha Balmum, the Israel Chlamitha Muchus is mine. Why do we need both? Why can't we say by the fact that it can't be under eight days old, it also must be like a korban and not have a mum? Or once we say that it must be like a korban and not have a mum, it also must be like a korban and can't be under eight days old. Why do we not need both psukim? So the Gemara answers, no, the ikos of Rahman Mechuzah's man mishum deloi mati zimnei, avabal mum de mati zimnei, emelo. He says, no, maybe because Mechuzah's man means it's not the time that it can be used in the temple service. It's too young. But a balmum, well, it's old enough, it's reached the time that it can be used, so maybe I can use it for Azazel. Or maybe you would have, if it would have just told me you can't use an animal with a mum for Azazel, maybe that's because it's a bit uh, unpleasant. It's uh, disrespectful, it's repulsive to use an animal that has a mum in the avoid of the base amigdash. But to use an animal that's six days old, what's the problem with that? So therefore, tzricha, I need both psukim. I need one posuk to tell me you can't use an animal that's under eight days old, and another posuk to tell me that you can't use the, an animal that is, has a mum as your goat for Azazel. Again, um, now we're going to go on to another answer to our question. Again, our question is, the posuk tells us you can't use a goat that's under eight days old. When would you ever have a case that you would think it could be under eight days old? Because you're always selecting it through a lottery. What's the, and therefore, it has to be a goat that could be the korban. You don't know which goat's going to be the one Lashem and which one's the one for Azazel. Therefore, you have to take two goats that are over eight days old because you don't know which one's going to be. So why do I need a special posuk? So a third answer, Rava says the case is where the person who sold the goat had a sick person in his house. And you shechting the mother on Yom Kippur. Oh, what's this? Very clever answer. Rav is saying, we know there's another issue called Oysav Espino. You're not allowed to shech them. And that's also called Mechusar's man. You're not allowed to shech the mother and its child on the same day. So you have the Kohanim. 
they brought they bought this goat from this guy to use for their temple service. That person, the mother of the, had someone sick in his house on Yom Kippur. He needed to shaft an animal, so he shafted the mother. Now that goat, that they, the kid goat that they bought for the temple service, is Mechus's mother. It can't be shafted on that day, because its mother was shafted on that day. It's what's called Mechus's mother. You have to wait for the next day to shaft it. So, so that's what happened here. So Rava says, that goat, that goat cannot be used for Azazel on Yom Kippur. Because it's Mechus's mother. You might have thought, maybe you can. Not exactly... Um, Maybe there's no problem with using an animal for your goat on Yom Kippur. That's Mechus's man. Comes along the Torah and says, Lashem to include it in the issue of Mechus's man. The Gemara asks, Says it, this, it shouldn't be also. The issue of Oisav Espanol, shifting a mother and its child on the same day, specifically Bashkita. What do you do with the goat? Use the goat for Azazel, you throw it off the cliff, you don't shift it. Uh, there would be no issue in shechting the mother and then stabbing the child. That's not the problem. The problem is doing shechita by them. So Omri Bamarova, they said in Eretz Yisrael, Pushing this goat off the cliff is equivalent to shechting it. Uh, that is its shechita. Very interesting halacha. Somehow they had a tradition that connects Again, generally we would not view pushing an animal off a cliff as a shechita, and it wouldn't have the problem of Oisev Spanoi, and you wouldn't have those restrictions. But here, by the Yom Kippur goat, they, they had a special learning, a tradition, that it counts as shechita. And therefore, if they shechted the mother of the Azazel goat on that day, on Yom Kippur, you would not be allowed to shech that little, the, the baby goat, Oh, maybe, who says that there's a problem with Mechus' man by Azazel? So that's what the Pasuk says. When we had the Pasuk of Mechus' man, you're not allowed to offer a sacrifice. That's Mechus' man. It included Azazel. So we've had three, four, three or four answers to our question. Again, the, the question was, um, but uh, yeah, the halacha we've learned, the two halachas in this discussion is... One, the goat for Azazel cannot be Mechus's man. It can't be under eight days old. It can't be that you shechted its mother on that day, etc. It, it's, it would be Asur. It would be invalid. It's Mechus's man. And the second halacha we also learned, by the way, is that it also can't have a mum. You might have thought, it's not, I'm not shechting it and offering on the Mizbah, so who cares if it's got an injury, a blemish? So we learned, by the way, that that would also be problematic. Okay, we'll leave it there for today and continue with the new duck tomorrow.